Hello, we are back, episode 17, back after our last episode of time travel, and we have now time traveled into the future two weeks to deliver you. Or is it three? Um, it's like three. It would. Oh, no, I think it's two. Okay. Two or three. Yeah. Anyway, some undetermined length of time travel. Yeah, we've been flying along at the front of the fourth dimension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Making waves. Making our way through. And we actually just deleted a segment of the, f- the a recording of the third dimension. I don't even know. Is audio a one <laughs> dimension? Audio is... No, audio would be... Or is it two dimensions? Because it's got like a time and amplitude. Mm. Good. Yeah, I'd say it's two dimensions. We'll come back to that one. No, it's definitely two dimensions because if you can visualize it on a two-dimensional surface, then it's two-dimensional. True. Yeah. Anyway, today's episode isn't about dimensions or time travel. We're going to be talking about the future of AI and the fakes and deep fakes yeah, yeah. The implica- implications of deep fakes yeah so we're not actually physically here for this episode yeah this is actually a completely ai generated video so what you're watching right <laughs> now is just a deep fake generated by a computer what we did is we fed in a still image of ourselves we took a photo we fed it into an ai generator and it output a video based on all of our previous episodes to bring you guys this episode all we had to do was say topic ai and deepfakes give it the photo and then boom the computer does the rest it's crazy yeah that's not actually the case but it could be it could be that's the thing it's like you would not even know if it was yeah and then in the future like we won't even have to come in record it'll just the ai will just give it a topic and it will generate episodes well have you heard that thing that like the future of entertainment will be generated by a computer I don't know if that's like a philosoph- uh, philosophical, <laughs> a phil- what's the word? Philosophical. A philosophical conundrum. quote or something. Yeah. I don't know if Dude, some that's actually smart guy freaky. said that or something. It's like we're just these little sheep just sitting in front of screens, just being hypnotized just by computers. Yeah. It actually, but when you said that, that brought an image to my mind of uh, Annihilation. The, near the end of Annihilation. Have you seen that movie? Where are we talking? It's, Which it's, one's that? Annihilation is like um, this weird bubble forms around the forest and a bunch of oh, soldiers. And I absolutely love that movie. Yeah. Dude, how trippy was the ending when that flower thing opens up and it's got the light in the center and she's like getting hypnotized by the monster And it's like thing. mimicking her and all? Yeah. Dude, and when it, when it opened up, it was going and had that light. Oh, I sent shivers down my spine. But the way she was that mesmerized by that little light, it's like us being mesmerized but and entertained by AI. Just a stretch on that analogy. Yeah, I, I hear just, what you're it's saying. It's just the image <laughs> that came to my mind. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit freaky. Yeah. Oh, that movie's excellent. Ah, that's so cool. That should be a Black Mirror episode. It's like AI, con- AI entertainment. Is it? It should be if it's not. Are they even making Black Mirror these days? I don't think so. They that came out with, done. like, the last season with, like, three episodes. Yeah, with Miley. It was a bit lame. I don't know. That song was a bop, though. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, the, I don't know, the main song that they sing uh, in that Miley Cyrus I episode. I can't remember it. I've erased it. We'll, we'll play it after. It's a bop. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of catchy. Mm. So there's all sorts of issues that come up with AI and deepfakes. And we've already seen, like, some of it happening. We've seen um, all sorts of, like, social media um, what do you, what's the name of uh, when you have like an issue that happens? It's a scandal. 
all sorts of scandals. scandals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scandalous. Yeah. And so when we were talking about this before, you had um, the idea of revenge porn. Yeah. Can you, got take, can you take us through that? Revenge porn. Yeah. So that's like, you know, um, say you're, you're dating someone and you break up or whatever, like they cheat on you or you're just jealous or something like that. Mm. And you post, you know, an explicit photo of them that they sent you in confidence. Like uh, that's what people label revenge porn. Right. And then in the context of deep fakes and whatnot, it could be possible that even if they don't have that explicit content of their ex-partner, they could still produce that content using a deep fake mm. and distribute that. And the the question I was posing with that is, so obviously like doing, so sharing someone's photo without their consent is illegal yeah. at the moment. Is doing that same thing with a generated image of them, mm. is that illegal? Or like potentially, do you think that's morally even worse? Because I, I think it is. Yeah, I think morally, but also legally. Because like you said, it's got the premeditation yeah. yeah. Because if you commit a crime, that's one thing. But if you commit a crime with premeditation, I think that makes it even worse. Like you literally just get like a worse sentence based on that. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same as like if you had the premeditation to murder someone, mm. you can still get charged for that. And it's like even though you're not distributing a – I'm sure like a lawyer would just come in and say like, yeah, it's an accurate representation of them. So therefore it counts. But the scary part is is that – there is a power for people to do that even if like they never sent a photo like that because they were concerned for that exact outcome mm. there's no it doesn't matter if you didn't send the photo anymore because there's someone who could still generate that image yeah and it, there's so many crazy implications but what are you going to do to stop people from believing that's an actual image mm. well um, you got to have some sort of some way of determining if something either like a verification method to ver like to verify legitimate content or to flag um, fake content. That's, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. That's that's something that like you got to consider. It's but gnarly that that is like a realistic scenario that might happen in our life and it's like it might have to even be built into our devices mm. this tech this ability to tell what's real and what's not but do you think also people could just start to disregard any content more like always have skepticism about whatever content they're seeing yeah i think so but there's always going to be like a demographic probably the majority of people that do believe it you already see so much with like these echo chambers. Yeah, and just so much misinformation. It doesn't matter. Like people don't even want to hear facts, though. Yeah, they just want to hear whatever fits their agenda or like they, their current they just belief system. Want to system. hear whatever gets them revved up. <laughs> Some people like to get angry. That's the thing. They they don't want they they don't want to they don't want to be like talk to someone and the other person like yeah I agree with your point. It's like you know what actually I'm wrong. You know that's a really valid yeah, point. Yeah, they don't want to have a constructive discussion. Yeah, they, they just want to get angry <laughs> and have like a fight. They want people to be like, no, you, that's not right. Not yeah, yeah. Get all up in it. Get so into it. It's crazy. I don't understand that. And what I, is that? What is like the motivation for that? I think deep down it's it's almost like a survival trait. It's like an evolutionary thing. You know where. It's tapping into like this um, tribal, almost, almost tribalism, like, you know, segmented groups. Yeah. It's like, I'm right and you're wrong, so we're going to fight about it. And then whoever fights the best is going to come out on top instead of having like an actual intelligent debate or discussion. 
Yeah. yeah. They're just succumbing to their lower level, like lizard brains. <laughs> it's like that. It's like it's, it's hard to win an argument with an intelligent person. It's impossible to win an argument with an idiot. Because they're just never going to like <laughs> yeah. see your point of view. They'll yeah. never admit they're wrong That's or anything so like true. that. That's so true. Yeah. And I think there's also, there'd be a lot of psychological and social um, sides to it as well. You know, it might be someone that hates their job. Like this is a, this is just a massive generalization and not real, <laughs> but and not not a psychologist, by the way. Um, <laughs> not in anything, but just someone who anything someone who about. feels angry about something, like whether it's their job or personal life or whatever, um, their financial situation, and it's like they feel like they can latch on to an idea and then like use that to like fuel themselves and um, try to. Um, project to project and to push and to be bigger than other people in that way you know like oh, because they know so much about subject a where there's so little in every other aspect of their life yeah they just want to try and assert like some sort of dominance yeah in a, in a particular area whether it might yeah you know, whatever it might be like vaccinations or flat earth you know like pro-life or yeah flat earth deep or, fakes of the flat earth all the <laughs> all the globe earths are deep fakes yeah <laughs> do you reckon we went to the moon yeah, definitely. Why? What's the point of What's the point of just saying we didn't? Like pretty sure you can see the flag on it if you have a telescope. You can. Yeah. <laughs> they can use they can use satellites and telescopes. It just to, seems so unnecessary to create all the What's the motivation of prolonging that propaganda? Mm. That's well, the I, thing. It's like I think people that think that we didn't go to the moon just see it as propaganda. And it's like some weird but if it was propaganda, surely the competing nations, like, because um, it was America, China, and Russia, right, were all, like, racing to the moon. Was China involved in the moon race? I can't remember. But let's just No, say, not at that point. It was America and Russia. Wouldn't, like, Russian intelligence be like, this is all fake, you know, and call out the Americans on if it was all just propaganda? Probably. Like, especially, I don't know, these days. Not not the Russians, but like people would, we would know if it was. Fake. I'm sure we would know, but maybe not. Maybe the government is just heaps good. I I think we did. Dude, the moon. I'm just trying to see it from the. Think other about side. how hard it is for two people to keep a secret. How are you going to have an entire government? That that this this is like this pretty much disproves any conspiracy theory. Imagine trying to coordinate six thousand people to keep one secret. Well, that's. So I don't agree with the non-mooners. Like, I'm on the mooner side, but um, that could be done with segmentation, like separation of um, groups and power and information. You yeah. know, if, if you have people only working on small bits of a project um, and you have, like, really strict rules about who gets to work on what and what information is shared with whom, um, you could keep a secret. Yeah, and they definitely do that with some stuff. But uh, oh yeah, definitely with some stuff. But I think these massive conspiracy theories about like, yeah, you, these big things about the the moon landing and flat Earth and stuff like that. It's like, or like you know, vaccines cause cause autism. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that affects like so many. So you're saying like the reason that couldn't happen is because you have these like closed off segmented groups. Yeah, the all of those involve. Like NASA scientists, other scientists, mm. um, 
for vaccines, like pharmacists and True. all that stuff. It's, it's so like, widespread. There's no way that, that all those people are going to keep a secret. Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. It's also the money as well. It's like paid off by big, sorry, paid off by big pharma. It's like, they don't have, like, how? How are they going to pay off every single doctor everywhere? Yeah, and every and single one would talk. Like pharmacy tech and yeah. everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I've seen NASA as such a legit organization. You know, it's like... NASA, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they could... They don't have... Like, they don't even have the motivation to fake that sort of stuff. But, but like, flat Earth, why? What gain is there? Like, what, what are you hiding from people? Well, I, I think this is the same thing. It's like, they don't have anything else, and this is just what they spend their yeah. energy on. Yeah. And just trying to like be better in some way than it's like trying to know something that other everyone else doesn't know and like in some weird way i think it's just satisfying for them to be against everyone and yeah. to be like this annoying voice i think we have to pivot the topic of this episode to conspiracy theories <laughs> can do yeah yeah might have to re have you watched the bob lazar doco oh i've watched one of them for anyone that's not acquainted, Bob Lazar um, is a physicist, science sort of guy, lives in America, and um, he is one million percent convinced that the US government is in possession of extraterrestrial spacecraft and even and possibly even alien bodies. Is he the reptilian dude? Like he's obsessed with the reptilian stuff? No, I don't think so. Um, no, I might be thinking of someone else. No, nah, Bob Lazar is... Um, extremely lucid and scientific and um, the crazy thing is I'm gonna have a look he's told the same story like his story hasn't changed at all over like the last 20 years oh this is the hippie dude um no, no he's not a hippie no he's a scientist hippies can be scientists they can but he's very sciencey oh yeah I think you sent me this I remember this yeah um, and just the way he tells the stories of like his encounters and stuff, like and working on, because he worked on a project. He says in um, it wasn't Area Fifty One. It was near. It's called like S One or something like that. Like another Area Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah, another place. Fifty One and a 51. half. <laughs> yeah, 50, 51 and three quarters. Um, Fifty nine, uh, forty nine plus two. <laughs> um, yeah, the way he was talking about the... He could describe the craft really well. Um, and he was talking about how they had separation between the teams so that it was really hard to piece together all the information and really understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, how do you also make progress without that holistic understanding? Or was there some people yeah, that did? there would have been some people that oversaw everything. Yeah. But just the, the scientists and stuff that were working on the project. Um, Frontline. Frontline guys, yeah, got we were just kept in the dark. Like, I think a lot. It was pretty similar to like the Heisenberg, like the um, nuclear w- project. Was it Heisenberg? Manhattan. Manhattan project. What was the Heisenberg? He's just know. a dude. He's <laughs> just just a dealer. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a. Um, project called the Heisenberg but yeah, project. Yeah, Manhattan projects. I think a lot of them didn't know that they were manufacturing a weapon, and they just thought they were working on like energy technology. Um. Anyway, so Bob. It's pretty scary. Bob has is like super lucid, really scientific, and just describes really clearly exactly what was going on in this place. And the weird thing is, he's had like um, he's been under surveillance 
ever since he like went public about it. And the idea is that he went public um, to like kind of protect himself because uh, he was like talking to people, taking people to the to the location so they could see this craft like doing weird stuff. Um, when he got kicked out of the project for some reason, maybe talking to people. And he went public to protect himself because it's like if he goes public and then suddenly disappears, it's pretty sus. Yeah. Yeah. But couldn't um, they just fake an accident? Yeah, I'm sure they could, yeah. Yeah, they really wanted to eliminate him. Yeah, but there's a weird thing because there's a ele- there's a particular material that he was in possession of. That I think that he stole from um, the the location facility. Yeah. facility. It's called like Element Twenty One B or something like that. Sounds very sci-fi. Yeah, you got to watch the doco. It's so good. I think you'll love it. I think I've seen it. Yeah, but he won't talk about this material. In, in the doco, they asked if he would talk about it, and he's like, no, nah, won't talk about Why? it. Why? don't know. It's like carbon nanotubes. But, like. Um, I think he spoke to the the interviewer, the doco host, off camera about it, and then it was like the next day or like a week later, he got raided by the FBI or CIA or something like that. To find the material. I think they were coming after the material. Spooky. That's spooky, yeah. Really great. Do you just got to get around it. Do you think there are aliens? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, visit like on Earth. Um, it's hard to say. I think I think that if there's got to be life out there that's capable of visiting Earth without us knowing. But it's like, why would they be interested in us? It's also you know like if you have uh, beings that live in. Like uh, four dimensional, four spatial dimensions. So, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like you know, we live in three spatial dimensions with yeah. time as like a temporal dimension. Yeah. Um, but if there's being that live in four spatial dimensions, they could be observing us the same way that we could like observe flatlanders on a piece of paper. So they could be, yeah, physically here in and the we, context we of three dimensions. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Looking totally looking possible. down into our slice of. Our three-dimensional slice in that four-dimensional yeah. spatial. And we would never know unless they yeah. did something to interact with us. Well, yeah. It's like with the Flatlanders, you could poke a pencil through. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, there could be in this room. Oh, that's a bit freaky. Yeah. It's freaky to think that we could be like a little science lab experiment. Well, I guess technically we would be in their room. Like, you know, a piece, like, I always think of it a dimension down from us. It's like. If I say they're in our room, we're not in a piece of paper when we look at it. You know? Like, if we're holding a piece of paper, we're not in it. Like, yeah, we would be... The, that's what I mean, though. Like, we could be in a in a lab, in yeah. their lab, and yeah. they could be observing us. Or, like, on their screen, we could be part of their three-dimensional game. Yeah. What wigs me out? Think things things make more sense in 3D, though. But that's probably just because... You know, four billion years of evolution is going to... wired, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Just mathematically, it's probable that there is life somewhere else out there in the universe. Even within our observable But do we know the probability of life forming? Because it's... what, What if, like, even with the size of the universe, what if the probability of, like, the amino acids that get into the right configurations happening is so, like, incredibly like infinitely minuscule yeah. that we are still 
that one. Yeah, even if it was like one in 100 million, quadrillion, billion, like almost infinitely impossible, because we have have occurred, it's mathematically um, probable, if not mathematically guaranteed, that life will occur elsewhere. If you if you think that the universe can just is infinite, there's no guarantees when it comes to probability. Well, because but we've we have happened, right? Yeah. So there is a cha- there's like a really minuscule. Chance. It means it's possible. It means that's possible. So if you think that the universe can but it doesn't like, mean it's recycle. a high chance that happens again no it's not a high chance but given infinite time, with infinite time yeah infinite chances but the the life the well, I, I i agree there's what, probably what life out mean, there like i'm just saying at the same time as us yeah i know well yeah that's another thing because that that only gives like a four billion year window or whatever because mm. you know we're not going to be here 200 more years or whatever mm. so it's like four billion years that's all of like life on earth how like what are the chances that with what you're saying that our the minuscule chance of life occurs twice within two overlapping windows? Yeah, on yeah. two separate planets. So unlikely. But it's like, yeah, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. And it's also possible. But everything's that possible. Another life form has or was existed like before. Yeah. Our the birth of our galaxy. Then we got the Fermi paradox and the all Fermi that paradox, stuff. Yeah. But you could have another life form that's so advanced that they can space travel and even time travel, um, and they could come FTL and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 and they could come and like observe our galaxy. Yeah. So yeah, that was my question. Do you reckon that's happened? Mm. I I would like to say I don't think so. I think not yet. So you don't believe this, bub? Lazard, dude. Um, it's hard because he's so convincing. I don't, I don't know. How do you? What about like in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they've got like um, recurring symbols in like Egypt and yeah, all, and like Asia and stuff that looks like deities and yeah, and it was before they were able to travel those distances, and yet they've got the same symbols, yeah. similar symbols and stories, yeah, aliens, <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati, yeah, I can't explain that, yeah. I can explain the pyramids though. Yeah? Yeah. Go ahead. Like I saw the best, it was on Reddit, just a good description of why or how the pyramids occurred in different nations before they were able to communicate. And it's just because it's the best way of stacking rocks. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought you meant like the the whole like, um, you know how like there's something about the pyramids and the speed of light and stuff like that? Um, I can't remember what it is. particular like, like configuration alignment of yeah. the pyramids. Yeah, some of the stars and they face like directly north, and it was before the like one of the points faced directly north, and it was before they had accurate um, compasses or any compasses, I think. Yeah, and it's like, how did they know that there was magnetic north on Earth at that time? Maybe they did have some sort of compass. I got a question. Yeah, know how like when you think of a picture of the Earth. You have north and south, and north is always portrayed as up. Yeah. Is there any reason why that is? Because, like, in space, there's no absolute north or south. There's, yeah, it's all just relative orientation. Yeah, exactly. So why has Australia got to be on the bottom? Imagine if like, cause we're from Australia. Imagine if it was flipped upside down. And yeah. I think it's just... 
because it's magnetic. Just magnetic north is up. But it's like, why is it magnetic north down? It is sometimes. Depending on where you are. No, no, not, no. It's always the same where you are. But the poles flip every oh, now and then. Over time. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, suddenly they're just like, heck it. Has, have the poles flipped on Earth before? Yeah, heaps of times. Really? Yeah, you see it in the rocks and stuff like that. How long does it take to happen? I don't know, like, 50, I think the last one was like 50,000 years ago or something. Okay. Which I, maybe, don't quote. And how long does like, it take? Are we talking like a couple of days or? For the whole flip to happen? Yeah. Or is it like I don't know, I've never years? seen it. <laughs> I think, no, I think it, it's like instant. Wow. That's crazy. Because all the ions just realign. It, it wouldn't be like instantaneous in a second. Like there must be some sort of delay. Transition, yeah. But it's like. But it's not over thousands of years. It's just like. Whoop. It's like. It's like. Yeah. Really. I, I don't really know. We'll, we'll have to look into it because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Because all the birds and stuff rely on that for like navigation. Do they have magnets in the head? How do pigeons do that? Yeah. I don't know. They're somehow able to detect magnetic fields. It's pretty whack. Yeah. Oh, to be a pigeon. So cool. Like they've just got senses that we can't even comprehend. It's, it's like we have a lot more than five senses. It's so how do you know when people are looking at you? Yeah. I like don't get that. Sitting there and you get that weird feeling you look up and they're looking at you and it's like, what the heck is that? That that always wigs me out. Yeah. Like I'll just randomly like be looking at someone's T shirt or something. I'm like, Oh, that's a funny like trying to read their T shirt and then they look at you and you're like How'd you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? That's like some Truman Show stuff. You're like, mm. damn. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there are some built-in senses that we're not fully aware of or attuned to. Well, one thing about like the evolution of our eyes is that the fact that we have whites in our eyes and then a contrasting iris is a massive so- social social aspect of like our evolution is that we can see where people... Because think about how yeah. much you communicate with your eyes. It's like... you know, like. Yeah. If I'm talking about like that tripod, it's like you know because like I haven't moved my head. I'm not pointing, but like yeah, I know. Obviously, you're... I'm looking at it because yeah. you can see based on and you can tell when someone's looking directly at you versus like off to the side. Yeah, it's like that tiny difference. You can tell exactly because of their geometry of their eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. How much thought, <laughs> that's, dude? This is like the butterflies with the patterns that look like eyes. On yeah. Them. It's like, how does the DNA know to make these patterns? Oh, that's an easy one. That's just oh, selective just Darwinism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, not trial and error. Just, well, I guess trial and error. Because yeah. I think the whole theory of those ones is that, like, the eyes deter predators because they think it's, like, a bigger animal. Yeah. And I guess those ones are the ones that aren't getting eaten and yeah, passing on. The ones that look more like an eye survive. Yeah. Yeah, so people who have dark iris... It's like harder to know if they're looking straight at you. Or no, no. I mean the whites, like the white part of our eye. Yeah. The theory is that that part developed as like a social thing to communicate. Right. Just like what you're looking at and stuff when you like that. Compared to something, something like a dog that has like completely dark, or a fish or whatever has like completely dark eyes. Yeah, I guess they don't need. I guess for a fish, they don't at all need to have that communication. Yeah, and it's all just about getting the light. We really got to think of a better name for this episode. (laughs) It's been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. The all sorts episode. All sorts. Yeah, we've got conspiracies. We've got time travel. So deep fake conspiracies and the whites of your eyes. Mm. 
I want to go back to the deep fake stuff <clears throat> and the future of AI. Do you think deep fakes would be able to convey those little communication nuances such Definitely. as like, you reckon? Yeah. Because we're talking about the, um, sorry, <clears throat> we're talking about the NVIDIA um, video conferencing yeah. AI software. So a bit of context for that, it's, it's like, um, so currently with video chat, how it works is that you are recording a video. Um, it's going to compress that, send it over the wire, and then decompress that and display it to your recipient. And obviously, like, you know, if you're familiar with, like, video chat, as, you know, everyone would have been through the last couple of years, mm. it's, like, it's always pretty choppy and stuff like that. It's, like, relatively low quality yeah. just to have that real-time loop going over the network. And it's got to be low quality for the low latency and low processing power, low exactly. data requirement. Exactly. <clears throat> but with this NVIDIA, so they've come out with, we'll have to find the name and pop it up here. Yeah. But um, what it does is that it's it's using like machine learning to understand what expression you're doing and then just um, encoding that as like a small delta that it can send over, over the wire. So it's just like a tiny little packet that it can send and it can reconstruct the image on the other end. Mm. And it can do that in much higher quality because all it needs is that little cue about like what's changed on more of a high level instead of like how so another, a bit more context how like compression algorithms work is that it's you're more translating just the deltas between scenes so that's why you see if like um if you're throwing like rice around or glitter or something like that mm. that that makes it really hard and you'll see videos like that where the quality drops yep. if it has like the same compression algorithm throughout is because there's so much change going on in every single frame. Yeah. Whereas like just with this, like this video, you know, this middle is not changing at all, at all. So it's like it only has to send the data for that region of pixels once and then it only has to send the deltas of like me moving my head and whatnot. So that's how compression yeah, algorithms work now. Well, that's with the variable bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. But with, with um, this NVIDIA stuff is it's going to be sending more high-level deltas. So it's saying like, oh, I started to smile or something like that. Yeah. So then it's going to start adjusting. Like when it when it builds the image of my face on the other end, it's just going to be it's using all, a neural network like to build a smile. It's yeah, like, it's exactly. It's like a virtual avatar of yourself instead of you're just raw or compressed video data. Um, you could do anything as well because you could just like change your hair color. Yeah. And then it's it's essentially like a deep fake. It's like a real time deep fake. Using style transfer and everything for the purpose of um, catfish. Video. Yeah, but some of the cool stuff that the thing you sent me had in the demo was like you can give it um, a still image, and it can generate the video from that. Yeah, and also it can generate multiple angles. Like it can it could adjust. So if I'm talking to you side on, it can take this video from the side and then translate it to be front on. So, like, if you're, if, so we, if we were having a conference video, yeah, like you could have it just adjust my face to always look like to you're looking look forward. To the front, yeah. I wonder what the limits are because if I'm looking at you like this, you know, that's a that's a ninety degree angle from well, the you, camera. You'd have at the to moment. give it um, a full frontal frame to reference. Yeah, but I mean, like, how would it transpose this, like me looking forward, to like me looking ninety degrees yeah. at you, like? 
And then it's trying to like recompose my face. Well, because it's, 90 it's degrees. just creating a whole new. Uh, yeah. I don't think it, it can go, work for 90 it degrees. It might go a bit weird. Yeah. Right. I think that would be pushing the limits a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to have a look. But it's, it's and it's only early days. You know, like this is the early version of technology. <laughs> Needs an RTX Titan. Did you say <laughs> it's on both ends? I know. Like, I made that as a joke. I don't know what it oh, actually. I thought you were serious. Probably needs a lot more. It needs a lot of computing power, I bet, yeah. Well, I guess, actually, a lot of things, it's like the hard part is training the models. Just like, mm. you know, running the models isn't usually that bad. It's like, a, you know, even think about like TensorFlow projects and stuff like that. You train it up. You can cha- train it up on GPUs and stuff, but then you can just de- deploy it with JavaScript in the browser and whatnot. And you don't need the whole library of training data. You just need the final algorithm. Yeah, it's because all the training data is doing is just setting all the knobs and dials right. and stuff like that. That was this was the knobs and dials motion, just <laughs> adjusting neural networks, that's lots exactly functions, what and it's just in there, just going back propagate. Well, that's exactly what training a neural network is. It's just tweaking, just, just literally just doing this all day just to get this little function mm. to so find a minima. The, the AI training the AI you mentioned before. Ah. Uh, well, I was talking about GANs, so yeah. gen- generative adversarial networks. So that's how you see a lot of these, like, um, like Google Deep Dream and stuff like that, and all the all the style transfer stuff that comes out of like um, Nvidia. So it's like you're painting like pictures with solid colors, and then it's coming out as like a rendered scene. All of that that that's all mm-hmm. GAN stuff. So. Um, how a GAN works is that you pretty much have two neural networks. One's a classifier that says if the input is true or false, and the other one is the generative neural network, and it's producing outputs, mm. and it's feeding it into the classifier. Classifier is saying, hey, that's not that's not real. Giving that feedback back, like it's labeling itself, and then the generator is creating new documents, and it's like right. this self reinforcing feedback loop. Yep. So that's also like reinforcement learning. So they would use something like that for the NVIDIA. Video. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, because you'd have you'd have um, the generator create the facial reconstruction. Yep. And then you would have the, what was the name of the other component? The classifier, classifier would, be, would run some sort of like facial recognition yeah. algorithm against the original image and be like, is that Doug? No. It's like, all right, create a new version with slightly different parameters. Yeah. Well, it's not, is it Doug? Is, is it real? Did you generate, like, is that generated or is that an actual? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But in the context of um, like a video conferencing system, couldn't you use like a facial recognition as part of the? Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's uh, just a classifier. Yeah, that'd just be something separate. I'm just talking like in the context of a GAN. Okay, but if you're trying to like, I guess if you're trying to make it a GAN that generates you, then yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. That's so a bit specific. Couldn't couldn't you use? You could use deep fakes for spoofing like facial recognition, so, like security systems, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it could just it could like. Oh, no, like I'm it, not sure. You could have it like morph the face slightly, and then like. But those those like facial rec systems, they're not using pixel data. They're using depth data. So it's like when I unlock my phone with my face, yeah, it's projecting these dots, and it's seeing it's kind of like a ultrasound. Yeah, it's seeing how far it takes for them to bounce back. Right. What is it using? Um, infrared for that. What does it use? I don't know. Some it's some like, sort of wavelength. Have you seen the? Um, the Xbox Connect, Kinetic, oh, yeah. yeah, the Xbox Connect Ghost Encounters. Oh yeah, that's like, so funny. It's got like an empty room, and then with the dots, 
over the whole room in like infrared or whatever it is and then you can see them kind of like move a bit like warp like someone's walking through that's terrifying yeah that looked pretty freaky i went down a massive rabbit hole of connect ghost videos oh that sounds so good yeah so freaky but i can fully see um some sort of spoofing going on with the ai see i'm not too sure about like i'm more thinking in the context of like an iphone and stuff like that so it has it has stored like a matrix of what the dots of your face look like so maybe if you could produce those dots and maybe but you're not even producing faces at that point you're just producing a matrix of data yeah yeah but you could use the the you could start with um the pixel version of the face and then from that generate like the depth data as well potentially yeah, yeah. just through like um or even just make that the output is like the depth data is yeah, part yeah. of the output and then feed that straight to like the authentication system but I, i'm pretty sure with the iphones and stuff there is some sort of um like key or encryption that goes oh, yeah, from the camera to yeah the chip. Uh, that's what i was going to say yeah so there's a second layer of security there it's not just the raw data did you know that apple doesn't actually store that like it doesn't store your fingerprint or it doesn't store your face data in the cloud it just stores it all on the phone the secure enclave is that what it's called I'm pretty sure yeah what does the word enclave mean it's like a fortress fortress yeah it's a dedicated security chip yeah, yeah that's sick yeah i did all of that i did all the apple training for like um apple administration oh that's awesome remote deployment yeah we were talking went through all the stuff yeah secure enclave is really cool it's a dedicated security hardware security layer apple actually cares about privacy yeah well they just don't don't need to sell you data because you just paid four thousand dollars for a laptop (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah they've got no motivation to sell the data but i think it's just about a reputation as well like they don't want that reputation of getting hacked and being in the news well there was all that icloud stuff what happened that whole the fappening do you remember that oh, all yeah. those like female fappening. celebrities got all their nudes leaked yeah yeah good times was that's that like just as bad you know 2016 that's, like, that's just the whole revenge porn on a massive scale yeah, yeah i don't know about good times for that <laughs> well for some people like half of the internet really loved it yeah but it's wrong like you should feel bad true yeah it's a massive invasion of privacy it's like if that photo is not sent to you or if that they they didn't consent for that material to be made yeah it's just like harassment it is it's not it's not i don't know if it's harassment but it's like there's a word for it it's like um it's wrong it's wrong (laughs) it's definitely a word for it like yeah yeah i think there is a word yeah yeah what's the word but it's like if you ask that person hey i enjoyed these photos of you that you didn't consent to be distributed to it's almost anyone. like right it's like uncon- non-consensual but i think that's a that's a big word, a big word. <laughs> to chuck in there yeah but it definitely it's an assault it's I definitely an assault yeah. it's definitely sexual assault yeah. to a degree this episode's pecking off <laughs> off the rails I can't, I can't even swear but we just add another layer to it i think we're gonna have to do some editing on this one that's nah, okay. We might have to... Maybe we split this up. No. Nah. We're just going to send it. All right. At least bleep out the heckin' yeah. that I said. We'll bleep out the uh, Maybe... I don't, I don't know if we should talk about that. No, nah, it's good. You want to open the discourse on that type of stuff. Yeah, of course. But I think we'll... Uh, we're going to leave it there. It has been a 
roller coaster of an episode. Episode. Living up to the name. Yeah. Um, we're a bit rusty after our little break, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going like, to work on structure next week. I feel like <laughs> with these kinds of episodes, it kind of sets up topics that we can then like yeah. drill down into later on. Um, so appreciate you guys listening in. And we'll see you next week, hopefully, for episode 18. And we, we won't leave you hanging so long this time. Yeah, we'll actually we'll do an episode within the next four days. Could even, Dougie and I are going away oh, this could, weekend, so we could do a remote episode. Oh, that'd be cool. Down by the beach. Yeah. I'll bring the microphone. I got a microphone. Yeah, you got the microphone. We'll bring our microphones. We can do it that way. By the beach. Yeah. And to our listener in, over in Texas, we appreciate you. Shout out. I've seen you on our, um, on our analytics from um, Spotify. So they're our number one fan, I think. Legend. Legendary. All right. See you guys. Have a good one. See ya.